Hello, everyone. I'm Mr. Frisco. Welcome to my real estate podcast. Uh, let's embark on this exciting journey to na- together. Today on my podcast, Frisco Housing Market Insights, uh, we're going to talk about what you need to do to prepare for the closing day. Uh, my guest today will be Stephen Stewart with the Southern Comfort Mechanical, which is a HVAC company. And uh, if uh, you enjoy a high-quality espresso, I will introduce you to the coziest cafe in uh, Frisco. Meet Mr. Frisco, a realtor selling residential real estate in Frisco and far north Dallas. As a former professional athlete, track and field, and strength and conditioning coach, Mr. Frisco immigrated to the USA 20 years ago with $50 in his pocket, a suitcase, and zero English to pursue the American dream and build a successful real estate business. Hardworking, persistent, customer service, and detail-oriented, Mr. Frisco strives to secure a smooth closing on his client's biggest investment, their home. He puts his experience and knowledge to serve his clients the best way possible. Building his business by referral allows him to maintain relationships with his clients and serve them even after the transaction is closed. This is Frisco Realty News with Mr. Frisco. So let's start with some insights about the Frisco housing market. If you're considering entering the housing game as a seller or buyer, here are uh, some uh, straightforward breakdown of the current scenario. So... uh, the housing market in Frisco is showing uh, promise to the, for the sellers. Uh, in August, home, homes were sold uh, roughly 9.6% higher than the last uh, year. To add, uh, price, uh, prices witnessed a slight uptick of 0.3% from July. On the flip side, there is a decrease in the number of available homes. Uh, Listings have uh, dipped by 20.4% compared with the last year, and they further reduced by 2.4% from July to August. In civil terms, prices are increasing, and the buyers still have a limited choice. The properties in Frisco are getting snapped up quite rapidly, um, average about uh, 14 days on the market. Uh, That said, it did take homes uh, two days longer to sell in August than in July. Furthermore, pending sales, which are homes nearly on the brink of being sold, saw a 22.4% decrease compared to last year and 10.8% drop from July. This, along with the declining home sales, indicated a slight slowdown um, in uh, the future uh, momentum. So, considering the the current uh, trends, uh, Frisco real estate landscape is uh, lively. Sellers are in a a favorable position with rising price and decreased listings, making it a potentially um, adventurous time to list. Well, buyers, while there may be a dash for the uh, best uh, properties, remember buyers, there's always something out there for everyone. So now uh, let's talk about the closing date. Uh, the, the, 
the curtain is about to rise on the final act of your home selling or buying journey. The spotlight is uh, preparing for closing day and they are both endings and exciting new beginnings. Let's uh, break down the, the process into manageable steps to ensure your final is a standing ovation. So before you reach the closing day, give your contract um, and amendments a look. So um, remember, uh, this is uh, the document that, um, that is foundation of your agreement with the buyer. So um, ensure that um, clearly outlines the sell price agreed upon repairs and um, other vital terms. And if you are the seller, make sure all agreed repairs are completed and you have all invoices. Uh, tour the house and make sure it's clean and ready for the buyer to take possession. Buyers usually make a final walkthrough before closing. And if some something is wrong and not as you agreed in the contract, uh, in the contract that may delay the closing. Uh, taking the time now to understand every detail can prevent uh, misunderstandings, uh, misunderstandings later. This is your roadmap for what to do, um, uh, what to expect on uh, on the big day. So um, get your papers ready in order uh, from your ID to the bank account number where you will receive the proceeds. And uh, if you are Uh, closing remotely, inform your title company to schedule a notary. Having this, um, you know, having this already prevents last-minute um, hiccups. Also, uh, familiarize yourself with the final closing disclosure. Whether you're a buyer or seller, you must know any fees you may face, so there are no surprises. And if something is wrong, ask the title company to fix it. Uh, also, the closing disclosure reflects the proceeds the seller will receive and the closing funds the buyer must transfer. And make sure uh, all, all the numbers are just correct. Uh, buyers, uh, this one is for you. Walking through the property one last time before uh, sealing the deal is crucial. This final walkthrough, as I said um, uh, above, Uh, uh, ensures you're, you are getting exactly what you paid for. It's your opportunity to confirm that no new issues have uh, corrupted up since the inspections. Ensure all, re all repairs have been completed and, they, and, and the property meets the expected overall condition. And closing day is more than a quick event. Remember that allocate ample time for the pro uh, for the process, since it involves um, reviewing several documents and possible um, answering uh, last minute questions, especially for buyers. It's a big stack of documents you have to sign. If something um, uh, is not clarified. Uh, and needs to be clarified later, feel free to ask. The more informed you are, the smoother the process is. 
So it's time now for my guest, Stephen Stewart, owner and CEO of Sound Comfort Mechanical. Hey, Stephen. Good to have you on my show. How are you? I'm okay. Thanks, Victor, for having me here today. It's a pleasure to be here and join you. Always, always. You know, like uh, HVAC industry is a very big part of the Texas heat, man. Now in our industry, so <laughs> <laughs> it's important people to know what's going on there. Uh, so, all right. Uh, can you tell us something about you, about your background? Um, how did you decide to start with uh, with HVAC? But uh, how exactly... Tell me about your background. What did you do before that? Got it. As you can tell from the strange accent, I am not from Texas. So a bit like yourself, I was uh, born and grew up over in Europe. So uh, Northern Ireland, uh, Belfast. So grew up there. I uh, moved to England to finish my studies and worked in engineering uh, roles with automotive and aerospace. I uh, moved to Toyota there. Uh, Worked very closely with uh, my Japanese friends, as I call them, uh, the engineers to get stuff from the drawing board into production. Moved to the U.S. then, did some consulting work. I moved from there, did some plant management, which then brought me down to Dallas. I I joined a, a private equity firm here, so I was an operating partner with them for about 10 years. I'd always wanted to have my own business uh, whenever I was, say, I got tired of flying around the world, I decided to look for a company. I would say I was looking for a factory. I couldn't afford one of those. So I ended up focusing in on the trades. I had really bad experiences with my HVAC contractors. So I would say, you know, opportunity came up and that's that's how I got into the HVAC world. All right. Well, so from an engineer, uh, air engineer to the HVAC. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and went through the and went through the uh, private equity fund. Wow. Okay. That's a that's a background. That's a background. So you you understand the the you know the business from both sides. It's engineers and engineer. Anyway, I know that it's not the same, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's mechanical. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Um, how how do you see the uh, the industry evolve through the years uh, you know uh, every time we see something new it's more complicated in the in the uh, you know the hvac um by the way i see hv i'm a realtor you know and mm-hmm. i see hvacs that they have been on the house for 30 years yeah uh and now I see ACs that they just break in 10 years. So uh, how, how the industry has changed with the years? I would say it, it's changed so to see, so I would say. I've been in the industry now coming on, what, seven years. Uh, so I would say during that time, you know, I've seen a bunch of change. But before that, you know, things used to be a lot more, let's say, robust and heavily engineered. Uh, so hence you will see 
some of those units that have been around for 30 odd years or whatever. I think 35 is maybe the record uh, that, I, that I have seen out there, 34, 35, something like that. Uh, but over time, like everything else, there's been pressures on cost reduction. So things have got thinner, copper's disappeared and got switched over to aluminium or aluminum, depending on what say where you say it. Uh, and you know, the other thing then is the as the efficiency pressures have gone up, materials have had to need to get uh we say thinner for the heat transfer to get more efficiency and heat those tar those targets. Uh we say motors have got more complex. So we used to have a regular motor with efficiency standards that came in, was it four or five years ago on furnaces? You know, all the motors now are ECM motors are electronically controlled. So, you know, they are getting steadily more complex and we'll say the operating parameters are getting much tighter as well. So there used to be a term, you know, back with R22 that people may remember if they're my age that I would say used to be a term if it was beer can cold. So if there was Freon in those systems, they would work in cool. With the 410A, you know, they've got much higher pressures and a much tighter operating system. So as as time goes on, those those changes are going to keep coming. So I would say the Department of uh, Energy has some targets and so forth in coming up in the future so we're going to see that relentless push to to get higher efficiency and things will continue to get more complex and more circuit boards all right all right well talking about um about this industry changing with the years now it's uh, all about energy efficiency you know uh especially with older housing and older older AV, HVAC systems people spent a lot of money a lot of money on their energy bills yeah. so um how this industry changed um you know like energy efficiency wise you know and what uh, your company um implements you know to to sell more energy efficient um, HVAC systems. Mm. So I would say over the years, though, that they would say the easiest thing to look at is called the SEER or the Seasonal Energy Efficiency Ratio. So uh, that number keeps keeps rising. So during my tenure, I, I believe it's moved up three times uh, and there's going to be a few minor tweaks again next year. So in terms of you know, older systems that maybe used to be eight or ten, uh, back maybe, uh, say, 10 years ago, you know, those, I would say, every couple of years move up a point. So uh, we just had a major shift this year on how that that measurement is done as well as an increase there. So in terms of, uh, you know, my team, whenever my technicians are there at a client's house, you know, they'll run through. So if you're doing a maintenance, for example, which I know is slightly off time, topic but that's keeping the things running efficiently so if you keep your filter clean you know that's that's going to help so i'd recommend any homeowner gets a maintenance done on the system to keep it working efficiently uh, but if you do need to do replacement you know then you know we'll give options to the client you know here's here's the entry level uh, efficiency here's a mid and here's a high level so it's, it's gone through those options with a homeowner you know what's more important to you you know is it is it just the minimum cost you know and whatever the efficiency is or are you keen for 
different levels of efficiency to to help with your monthly bills at that point. All right. Um, well, uh, we're talking about um, we all have challenges, you know, in our business. Yeah. They come in and going, you know. But um, what was the most complicated project you ever worked? Um, I'll say probably not project. I'd say period. So the so COVID has probably been some of the most challenging stuff. So HVAC is a international supply chain. Uh, so you know during the first year of COVID it wasn't too bad, but as things have gone on, things have got more and more challenging. Uh, they've improved slightly this year on equipment availability, but spare parts is still a, a real challenge. So it would just navigate in the way through of spending eight-ish hours a day on the phone trying to track down equipment for different clients that, that need it new HVAC stuff. So uh, that was a challenging time back in, what, 21, 22. Both seasons were really challenging from getting an equipment point of view and trying to figure <laughs> figure out what what could we offer clients that we could get installed rather than, you know, say you can have this, but we can't get it for you for six months, eight months. So that was my, one of the most challenging, along with technicians. So uh, any business owner at the moment will tell you you're getting hold of great people is is a challenge or whatever. But you know that's challenging to get to find good technicians that you know have the technical skills and the the personalities for customer service. So. So talking about COVID, how did that change the industry? Um, that we're talking about a lot of um, filters or something. How did that change? Uh, did, did that actually did change? Did the COVID change anything in the industry? Not really. Did. Not really. I'd say I would say there was some protocols for a while. I know lots of people were very sensitive about who laid that in their home, who they didn't. Uh, but for the most part, you know. That's back to normal, uh, but really it was around that navigating the the customer would say, I'd say not the customer, but I would say what was available, the supply to the customers, give them them options on that. So it was like you know, or educating clients on you know, this is available, this other one is not available, and trying to be clear as possible on the lead time. So you know, if it's three months, six months, it's just trying to be clear. So just to, to try and set expectations. Probably some of the other things that have changed is, I'll say, people have got more impatient over, you know, working over the phone, working working remotely in that electronic age. Uh, so that that. We we'll say customer service side of things have changed a bit. The people are a bit more demanding, uh, which is good. We've had the rights to that at that occasion. Uh, but in terms of the the fundamental, the way each VACs operate and so forth, there hasn't been much fundamental change there. There was a, an increase for a while on air purification, uh, so. It's been talked about, products have been around for, I don't know, 15, 20 years. Uh, we did see an increase in installation of whole home air purification system. Remy Halo is the one that we work with. Uh, we did see some increase on that. 
uh, both for homes and some commercial properties. Uh, it wasn't a huge increase and that seems to have dropped back down again as everyone's moving on. All right. Um, I know that because I I send you to some people and I know that your customer service is excellent. Thank this you. is uh, this is some so what actually do you do to keep that customer service on that high level? I try and have good people and stay out of their way. Uh, <laughs> so part of that, so there's a few different things that will say what I wanted, you know, from the company was a professional company or whatever. So that's that's part of the stuff that had been lacking, you know show up, be professional, be, we'll say, clean and presentable. Uh, so those things, I'd be able to get hold of a person. So I am, we'll say, older. I like to talk to a person on a phone and not uh, a chat bot or whatever. So talking to a person was important. So that's where we have people that answer the phone answer questions uh, you can text and chat we have all all forms smoke signal Inc. is the only communication channel that we don't have and try and keep clients updated when the technicians are there it's you know giving people options so here's your band-aid here's what you need to do to get back up and running but here's potentially what you should do if you know if that piece of equipment's towards the end of its life you know is give the client the option for that educate them and so you know and and run through those those options and then you know answer the client's questions make sure they're educated and understand and then wait uh you know and then let the client make decision and then get things implemented as quickly as possible and then follow up make sure that people are happy afterwards yeah all right well um We both came from across the pond, you know. You are uh, you are from Ireland. You said uh, mm, Belfast, yeah, and yeah. um, from Bulgaria. And we all came here with our with our goals, with our dreams. You say what, whatever you said. You had to dream to have uh, your your own company, and then, yeah. you know you have it. What's the next step in the HVAC business? What's your goal? How would you like to improve the company and uh, just um, the next the next level to bring it? Uh, the next level is just to keep keep growing it and keep having keep having fun. So you know, I've got we'll say just keep stair stepping up. If we keep hopefully delivering good client service and the clients keep calling, you know, uh, then you know. We'll keep growing, uh, add in more technicians and, you know, hopefully a few more managers along the way so I can keep two or three hairs left on my head uh, and just keep having fun doing it. So uh, at some point, potentially adding in other services if, if that makes sense, but, you know, is keep going. So like recently we've uh, ventured and we'll say geothermal, which uh, there's some of those around our service area. So that's something new that, that we've I uh, will say got into and that that's working out. So we'll we'll keep growing in that space, you know, commercial, residential. So, all right. Uh, so, uh, what preventive measures? Because it's always you know not fun when in the middle of the summer your AC is is gone. You yeah. know, I've been there. <laughs> Yeah, one, one yeah. of the reasons probably yes, you know you're in HVAC business. Yes, one of the reasons. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so not fun at all. And um, what would you advise? Uh, you know, our audience 
to do as a preventive measure to not that to happen during the summer? Uh, so summer or winter, uh, as these were recent three or four, and apparently we got another nasty winter coming up again this year. So one of the things I would say is at minimum, if I uh, would say you want to do it yourself, two things you can do. One is routinely change your filter. Uh, that's that's the number one cause of, of breakdowns. Uh, filter gets clogged up. The system can't get airflow through it, can't breathe. That then takes out motors. Uh, dirt gets past that, clogs up the evaporator coil cell. So that's that's where a, a, you know a lot of that damage is done. It'll freeze up, break the welds, and so forth. So key thing is keep your filter changed. Uh, how often? If you have a one-inch filter, should be changed every three months. If it looks very dirty, whenever you change it every three months, you know, increase it more often every two months. You know, if it's still dirty, change it more frequently. If you have a four-inch filter, change that twice a year uh, so that, that keeps it clean so that that's the, the first thing you can do as a homeowner second thing is your outdoor condenser unit or a heat pump but that, that box with a fan on it that sits outside is to keep that rinsed off so once or twice twice a summer is rinse that off uh, just using a garden hose no high pressure because you will you will damage the the fins and the cooling coil outside but just with a, a hose rinse that off until the water runs clear uh, it cleans out dead grass pollen build up things like that so that's if you're a do-it-yourselfer uh, beyond that i would recommend you get a good reputable company to come out and do a, a tune-up or a, a spring and a fall maintenance as we call those uh, but that, that's going through each of the components uh checking their working properly achieving the right voltages amp draws current levels, things are functioning properly and having the drain line cleaned out as well, uh, which stops that from back, backing up and blanking out your thermostat, which can lead for a, an, an unfun time. So staying on, on top of the maintenance, it's like an oil change on your car. You know, if you do that, you get the filter change. You don't forget about it. Uh, and it just keeps the drain line clear, which is sort of the, one of the second biggest things that happens during the summer. Uh, then it checks out the other components. You get a heads up, you know, hey, you need a new capacitor or you have a leak in your system. That way you can plan before it gets too hot. Hey, I need to get this done. So you can either chop around budget for it, get it done before it's too hot. Uh, and then, you know, for us, we probably do maintenance on around about 3,000 systems each year, give or take. Uh, we'll say out of that, it's probably less than a half a percent that have a breakdown over, over the summer. So that's something that's, you know, I go back and dig in to find out what did we miss? What do we need to improve on for next year? So so that, that reduces that likelihood of a summertime breakdown down drastically all right well that uh, that's good good tips good tips for the uh, homeowners um all right so um if somebody would like to uh, reach out for service where and how they can reach out to you so you can either call 
text or chat to uh, 972-420-1700 or you can find us online at Spaghetti Soup at scmdfwair.com. So S for Southern, C for Comfort, M for Mechanical, DFW, Dallas, Fort Worth, AIR for air.com. All right. Well, uh, guys, uh, this is uh, this is the guy for the HVAC in uh, in the AW area. You know, um, you're gonna have a good customer service. And um, uh, thanks for coming to my show. In the end of the day, uh, that was uh, great to have you. And uh, I will see you around. Great. Thank you, Victor. Appreciate it, sir. All right. <laughs> see you. Bye-bye. Thanks very much. Bye. And now for the espresso enthusiast, the coziest cafe in Frisco. Who said the coffee is just a drink? No. At, at the Nescafe, cafe, it's an experience. They're known for having the best coffee in Frisco, Texas. And guess what? It's not just about sipping in a cup on a cup. It's about feeling at home. The entire concept of the Nest Cafe revolves around building a cozy nest where everyone gathers, chit-chats, and enjoy quality moments together. Whether you're an earlier bird or a late riser, the Nest Cafe has something delicious waiting for you. From crunchy granola, creamy avocado toast, and delightful waffles for breakfast to a variety of uh, lip-smacking uh, lip French toast and um, Benedict's for brunch. So they have got it all. And uh, about the lunchtime, well, now how about munching on the fresh salads, uh, paninis or a croissant sandwich? And don't forget to try their beet uh, hummus toast. It's a game changer. And uh, this place is not just about the brew. Yes, their, their, their coffee, again, is a strong with a choice like uh, macchiato, cappuccino, and, and some special nest favorites. But they also have other delightful beverages to quench for... Uh, for for thirst uh, if if you are not in in mood for an espresso why not try a hot chocolate um comfort london fog or a rich uh, chai latte this place isn't just for adults it's super kid friendly um complete with the baby changing uh, changing stations. So bring the little ones along for a family brunch date. So thank you for joining me um, on this um, episode. Uh, that's all for today. Before we sign off, don't forget to subscribe to my podcast and share it with friends and family who may benefit from the information. Uh, your support means a lot for me and... Um, until the next time, happy investing and house hunting.